0: Country anyway, tennis is pish. Oh, hello, and welcome once again to another episode of Broadcast. Yes, wherever you're watching in the internet universe, the audio universe, or whatever it is, what the bloody hell is Broadcast? Who the hell are you? Well, I'll explain who I am. I'm Billy Kirkwood, the host of Broadcast. This is brought to you free on online, on video, on digital, wherever you want to get it, wherever you get the show. And the way it works is we bring it free every week by the good folks at Broadbeard Oils. But don't worry, it's not all about hairy individuals. It's not all about those. It's about, it's a lifestyle podcast. It's an attitude podcast. We get to talk to interesting, sexy MFers each and every week here on the show from all kinds of different places. So, you know, something that can be inspirational, it can be... Perspirational can be wherever you want it to be uh, The way the show works is All you need to do is sit back and enjoy yourself There's an audio version that comes out of this every Monday If you enjoy it, here's what to do Tag a pal, tell a friend And also hit that subscribe button Hit that like button on all the broadbeard social media I'll come back to that at the end This week's episode is Well, you know something we've had so many different guests on the show. Who have we had? We have had MMA fighters. We have had barbers. We have had models. We have had BDSM artists. We have had uh, we've had pro wrestlers. We've had so many different actors, comedians, and so much more. And today, this week on the show, I can say that truly, for the first time, this is the first ever, I'm trying to say exactly how I'm going to get this down, well, we say Walrus Hunter, Walrus Explorer, Walrus... Let's talk to the man himself, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome my guest this week. Uh, please welcome Tragic O'Hara. There he is. Uh, how are you doing, man? I'm probably completely gussed up. What uh, what is <laughs> you do? I'm thinking
1: <laughs> walrus hunter. Is that a completely different thing? How do you expect uh, yourself there? I'm a I'm a professional walrus chaser. Chaser. That's. I am, that's I, what, I, am I, I am a chaser of the walrus. Do you do you, you don't hunt them then? No, no, I'm not that. Uh, much of a, it's not really my thing. Hunting, like hunting's not. Like, I, wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even know if I, what I would do if I got one. Do you know what I mean? But like that's that's what I'm. I'm like a professional walrus chaser. Chasing sounds a little sexy. That's
0: all I've got to say. I just always <laughs> prof-
1: professional makes it all above board. <laughs> oh well, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's, that's You funny. know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, this is our pal Tragic O'Hara. We're so excited to have you. Man, like some people struggle all their life to get one string to their bow, but I think you're the definition of knowing that you have to have more than one string to your bow. Uh, not only are you an artist, not only are you a musician, not only are you a walrus chaser, professional walrus chaser, uh, but also uh, you're now an author, and we'll have to yeah. get back to that in a wee bit. We'll have to get back to that in a wee bit. Um, here we are, mate. What are two years it's been, because on the run into... Whatever all this is, uh, COVID, spitting in each other's mouths, whatever we're doing. Uh, you were like me, you were out and about, and now, boom, there you are in your your wee workshop with everything going on, uh, and you look like you've got. And there is, if we were to take a snapshot, you would be like, "What the fuck is this guy? Is this guy doing?" <laughs> <laughs> because there's a keyboard there. There's a, uh, there's your relighting desk in the background. You can see the light desk. There's everything going on there. We could see all the cans of spray paint. Yeah. how has it been, first of all, working from home? We were having a little talks about the trials and tribulations of having kids and trying to do anything from home. How's it been for you?
1: Hellish. Like that, Hellish. <laughs> that's that's the easiest way to say it. Like I was, so when I started this thing, I was in the garage. Like yeah. i lit- literally just set my garage up as a place where I could like make my videos and do all this sort of stuff. And then the world just stopped moving. Yeah. And then it's like yeah, I was in my garage. Every time I'd be f- filming something, then someone would flush the plug and you'd hear everything <laughs> just less <laughs> through a plastic pipe just kind of hit the hit the deck and you're like that'll need to stop there. And you would hear people arguing and it was just um everybody's got their own thing like it's never I I don't think I ever had a day in that garage where I was like yeah I'll finish at 5 today like it's never (laughs) never happened all these bastards
0: have the 9 to 5 so the world's all locked down I guess you're not doing anything are you joking (laughs) are you joking (laughs) <laughs> the pressures are trying to keep this bastard turning. We were we were talking about the issues of having uh, working when you when your kids are nearby. I mean the number of times and you you said it really well right at the start of all this when I think he was a minister or something and there he was on the BBC and his winds come dialing in, including uh, the wee girl with the glasses on doing that. He's still my spirit animal to this day. And the entire world went, "Ha, look at you, you dick!" <laughs> and then two days later, there we all were. Oh, you're on mute.
1: Oh, you look like an asshole, and yeah. What time? Ah, it was different. It was different, man. I mean, I'm still. I'm kind of. I'm away, not away from it, but like, I I now have a separate place to go. Yeah, that I don't have that same sort of thing. But even the other day, right, I was I was here, and then I was meeting a guy about a thing, and and my phone went, and it was my wife going, "Um, you've locked me in with the two kids, and I've not got keys, and I've just had to drop." She dropped my eldest out the kitchen window to go, to go and unlock the car door to see if they're in there, and then she's she's phoning me, going, "How am I going to get to the house?" And I'm I, like, I don't know. Like I am, I have literally my ass has just hit this couch, and I'm just and I'm eating, and like I when, can't can't just leave. When you get
0: that call or that voicemail, and you're like, you're an adult, you're gonna have to deal with this.
1: I'm not there. You come to when, me. Yeah, wait, wait, what do you want me to do? Honestly, so she had to, she put everybody out the window, out the kitchen window, climbed the car, and drove down so I could give her the house key so she could Amazing. go up and unlock the front door. And that was it. Amazing. It, it still happens. It's are still just shit. What were Neighbourhood Watch thinking? See, to Watching that house with some of the stuff that happens in Mass street, I mean, I painted that Space Invader out my back door. Like that was nothing. Right. That was just a Tuesday Folk breaking out the front window of the house. That nothing, that didn't matter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but there's just so many things. But it's like that. I think they're just now kind of at the point where they're like, I mean, I've got Deadpool painted on my garage door. Yes. Right. So, so I've got a big Deadpool painted there, and like the garage door doesn't even open. It, like it's broken, <sighs> but I, I refuse to get rid of it because I just like being the guy with Deadpool on his garage door.
0: I remember uh, growing up in Irvine, like, whenever you would drive in via Girdle Toll, like, one of the big things everyone would talk about is there was a guy that had an amazing picture of Mickey Mouse painted on his garage door. It was built, you'd see it every day, and then one day it wasn't there, and the rumors went around that Disney had got in touch (laughs) and told them to take it down. And you you know, I. I still remember a bus full of folk going that's probably that'll be what's happened that it's be what's happened right and just thinking about it this day somebody i don't michael eisner or something calling a meeting uh the, the magic kind of gentlemen what are we going to do about the girdled toll situation what are we... this bastard is making a mockery of the legacy of Walt disney
1: <laughs> see when i painted that deadpool i got a text from from my wife and she said that the my son was in, Adam was in primary one so they were bringing all the kids around to look at the garage door from the school and I was like when are they when are they bringing them and she's like I think they're bringing about half one so I dug out my Deadpool costume <laughs> and I put it on and then when they came up like and they were standing I opened the door and I was like sweeping the kitchen dressed as Deadpool and then one of the one of the wee boys went like, "You're Aaron's dad, because Aaron's dad's got long hair, and I can see your long hair." I was like, "Look, I just wear a wig under this to confuse people like you." <laughs> and it was just like the fu- I just I just I can't believe that Peyton Deadpool in a garage was worthy of a school trap. <laughs> do you know? Wow. <laughs> so it was man, aye? Eh? famous famous with the primary you- ones. Well. It's just the
0: councils of anyone watching from it, and I know we've got viewers all around the world that basically shows how cheap the, the schools are and the councils are. <laughs> Kids, we're gonna take a wee trip to <laughs> look at Aaron's dad's <laughs> garage door. Yes, miss. This is still better than Alton Towers. Uh, Nobody, nobody, needs to see the teacher, teachers getting drunk and trying to finger each other. Uh, I hated every school trip I went on, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, mate, we've got to talk about. There's so much to cover. We, we, yourself, man. We got to, we got to talk about um, the the many different strings to your bow, right? And I've always wondered because I've only known you as. Being this guy that does all the different things, it was music that I originally sort of connected with you over, and then obviously there's the art and what have you. Uh, well, we, we did get an opportunity just briefly before we started to talk about a gig that me and Tosh had done together, and we actually he did, he couldn't remember it, <laughs> we, we, we'd, we'd blocked it we our minds. Uh, because so it was where, where we are in our neck of the even though we're not in the same room, obviously, uh, where we are in our neck of the woods, Burns, Robert Rabby Burns is. I mean, I don't know what it was like for you. Did you grow up in this area? Doug? Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm, in... I'm, I'm from Adrossan. I'm from Adrossan. So you know so how like...
0: much they pummel you with burns?
1: Do you know, it's as if it's the last person that's ever allowed to do anything from Ayrshire. It's, like, it's as if, like, do you know what I mean? It's as if it doesn't matter what you do from now on. It's no burns. Do you know what I mean? Pull, <laughs> pulling down a board going... Right, see this? This is where he peaked. Don't even fucking try. I love, I was thinking of this the other day, right? Because Robert, my, my other son, he, he's starting to get quite broad and he'll say things like, hoose, he'll go, he'll right. go. He's starting to pick up that kind of slang. And mm. there's a bit where I'm going, his teachers are going to crucify him for that until yeah. burn season. And then they'll have oh, them yeah. all up and they'll be like, right, remember, it's pronounced hoose rose all oh, that kind of stuff aye but any time any other time of the year you get hammered for it you're not allowed to talk like that
0: i I grew, I grew up hating but i still remember in primary school mrs salter and if you're watching mrs salter please don't tell us the wrong way we uh um we actually <laughs> i can't even believe i'm telling this right we did an know to a haggis right and it was a boy called martin Haggerty who was Hey, he was brilliant at the OT haggis. There's that one kid in every class that was just like, oh, here he goes, Danny's fucking buns. <laughs> but he was brilliant at it. I remember we had a but we only we, we they, they wouldn't get a real haggis in. So what they basically did is they got a plastic bag went right inside, filled it with dirt, and then came in and sat it in the front of the class. And he had to cut this, this bag of dirt. And even as a little guy, I remember going, this isn't right, <laughs> this... <laughs>
1: There's something, there's something they, fucking they, up
0: here. They shouldn't be doing this. They, <laughs> this. I mean, we've, we've spent the last six weeks learning about a fucking haggis is, and there's this boy cutting up a cutting up a farm food, a Safeway <laughs> bag, if I remember correctly, a Safeway bag filled with dirt. Brilliant. Uh, these teachers are taking the piss out of us but uh, we did a gig together and it was uh, a mutual friend a wonderful artist from Dennis Nickerwood called uh, Craig Campbell who does, um, I've, I've, I think I saw one of his paintings at Air Racecourse actually not that long ago and he was doing uh, Tam O'Shanter I think was the painting he'd done and it was an unveiling of it and uh, so I was just the man that did the talking I'm not exactly sure what my role was there I was doing, it, I was doing it for free just not exactly sure what I was doing there but I was there And you were in the corner playing music, which you'd completely forgotten about.
1: Totally forgot. Totally. I've had that many bad gigs that I've just been like, I I don't ever, I don't like to remember this stuff. Do you know what I mean? I (sighs) love the bad gigs. I I, I like them. I don't know. I think it's just been so long that I've severed myself off the whole thing (laughs) of, of playing with people. And then every so often, someone will go, do you remember this? And I'm like, nope. Do not. I, I remember. <laughs> I remember nothing about it. Oh, you done this? You woke up in that skip? Nope, don't. I genuinely. No, I don't remember.
0: No, you don't. You don't remember the gig when you woke up? That, that happened at that gig. <laughs> you woke up. Yeah. naked, I, I, on it. naked from the waist down. Naked I know. I was in.
1: Down. I was in Edinburgh. That's all I knew. Oh. And then I, wow. I did, That actually happened. I did wake up a skip one time. Like back in my. I obviously never had children at the time. Right. Well, of, you know course I mean? not, of course back not. Back when Harder I was uh, <laughs> No. No. <laughs> never. Harder not now.
0: No, no, no. no. giving enough a chance. Giving enough a chance, baby. Well, Straight away. Listen, COVID's all been reset, mate. COVID's all been reset. We get the last two years back, or we can cram it all into one weekend. See, when everything's all this is done, we can cram it all into one weekend. <laughs> and just dads across, dads and mums across the, the kids, you're on your own. Here's a, here's some, you know, here's some here's some sea here's some sea salts and fucking whatever Wayne's drink. I was trying to think of those vitamins. That Wayne's go, hey go, there's some well, man, for your kids. And away you go, and that's it. We'll just get wasted. We'll just get wasted. But where did things kick off? So, um at school, what was it like at school for you? Were you into art? Were you into music? Or was that something you found later in life, mate? How how did all this sort of come about? What was your what was your first level? Was that a little bit of everything?
1: Uh, I remember just drawing all the time when I was young. Right. Like I used to draw comics and like I'd do like cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Tur- Turtles comics and like post them through my friends' doors and stuff like that. Like, but I was never into oh. anything. You're serious. an 80s movie, you sweetheart. Oh, oh, I, I used to draw these wee comics and post them through folks' doors and stuff. And, uh... but it wasn't till like, like I wasn't really into music at all right. until because my mum and dad listened to shit, right? Ut- utter shit. Like, what, mom... what, what was. I was kind of oh, things?
0: Because so- I my, my- I I literally had a chat with somebody about this today. Because my dad passed away last year, and I got asked the wheel. So, what kind of music was he into? Fuck, i have no idea? I've <laughs> Absolutely no idea. He just didn't even listen to it in the house. I think I think we had the now that's TV anthems. Two record at one point, like I never remember him liking any music. I had to ask other people, I went well, oh, he loved Frank Sinatra, did he? <laughs> He's the first I'd ever heard of it. Um, so,
1: fair enough. Well, what were my... they into?
0: What were, what were some of the cringy ones?
1: So, well, there was only kind of two things. I remember my dad used to listen to Tina Turner, and my mum, it was nice. John Bon Jovi. That was it, like that's all I remember. And I remember uh, I'm not any John Bon Jovi, it's just not my thing. You made a face there. You ain't John Bon Jovi. I
0: don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm no a jump on Jovi guy. I, I, I like. I kind of don't mind him being in the world. No, I'm not in it. No, I don't. Ready I don't start like. A petition? Well, if there was a time, you know, he's he's feeding homeless people in like New York. I think we're I think we're gonna struggle with that one. But uh, no, you're right. It's it's just it kind of despite the fact that I'm, I'm an old goth and what have you. It's just he's on the other end of the spectrum. Do you know? Maybe it's like it's it's that life of the young guns theme. Quite like that.
1: Quite like but that, just, it done nothing for me, and I remember like the only tape in the car. Like, there was a tape, but it was, and I still hear this song, and it makes me physically sick because we used to drive the back roads to Coburnley, And yeah, it was right. bl- Blue Velvet, <laughs> see that she wore blue velvet, velvet. That song, honestly, I can feel it in the pit of my stomach right now. I get pure car sick, and every time I hear that song, it just takes me straight back to it.
0: But I never ever remember my dad once even listening to the radio. I think what? he was a at- <laughs> I think he was an. He probably hated music or something. It's like I oh, we don't. I don't listen to music.
1: It's soft.
0: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, Davey, settle down. So, um,
1: so there was a tape. There was a tape with uh, hundreds of stuff on it, but it had Madness, House of Fun, and that was like the only song that I remember right. being on in the car. That was like, that's great. I like that, but nothing else. It wasn't until like, kind of get into a teenager that I like heard Nirvana and then everything changed. And That was it. What?
0: That's mad. So, what was the type of music you started going for?
1: Uh, I I remember um, right. in primary seven, live and kicking. Remember live live and kicking, the TV show going go, going live with Philip Schofield. Yeah, remember? And yeah, they had yeah. Need a, a hit or miss section, but it was like they would well, play they the did. song. Remember that, right? So, yeah. and I remember watching that, and the Beastie Boys' Intergalactic came on. The video right. for, for, and I remember being in primary seven and looking at this and going, I don't know what the fuck this is, but mum, <laughs> <laughs> we need to go to Bowers and I need to buy this. And I've still got the single, I've still got the single at Intergalactic. And I remember having that, and I remember having the Run DMC Jason Nevin's remix. This is Jason Nevis. Yeah, that man. was it. And I end up doing that song at Stars of Your Eyes, my talent show in primary seven, Dressing a pair of Adidas button ups. You absolute shagger You Dude, absolute oh, it shagger I was, was so bad I, I think I've got it in tape man It was grim It was grim And I'd done a wee re- breakdancing routine in the middle And just all that Hat on backwards Just loving life Were man. you having it's a funny.
0: rap battle Were you having a dance battle with yourself Was there anyone
1: else on stage with you There was another guy that was supposed to be doing it And shot out right at the Oh man <laughs> And I was just left spinning on my back
0: Fucking asshole I know Wait. man
1: Oh, I hate stuff like that.
0: I hate <laughs> stuff like that. Whenever kind of, you hear about, I just shat it. Just anybody, just shat like, it. and it probably his fucking idea. Probably his bloody idea.
1: Shit, um, I so I, but I don't really. I don't know. I just kind of when I when I started listening to Havana as a teenager, that was it. Like that, I just knew. Like, so did that inspire you to start making music yourself, or did that come later
0: when you went to secondary school and? You started meeting other people, like when when did that happen? Because obviously you've got a, a body of work behind you doing live music and like, yeah. making your own stuff. So where did that sort of come into things?
1: I was when I heard Nirvana, I was probably 14, 15. And then right. before that, I was like I still love metal. Like I'm metal yeah. daft, right? So like I was listening to like Slipknot and like Slayer and Pantera and all that sort of stuff. I, and I love it. I still to this day, but I, I'd hear it and I would go. There's no way I can play that. <laughs> That's far too complicated for the likes of me and then i heard i heard nirvana and i seen them on Kerrang, and i remember looking at the tv and seeing smells like teen spirit 10 years after it came out and going yeah i could do that like i i I think i could do and that was it like i learned every single song they ever done i got my granda's guitar off him i borrowed all his cardigans i just that was me i just became grew my hair that was it I, i never looked back
0: Oh, right you borrowed these cardigans all over, like Kirk Cobain just for a oh, second. It was like,
1: percent." why Aye, 100%. Why'd you I, borrow I, these cardigans? <laughs> just that was, partly to make you better at playing guitar. But there's like, do you oh, know? Right. There, there you I, I started shopping in uh, in charity shops. Yes, <laughs> right. And I remember I, this is a. I wrote this for the book, but then I, I deleted it because I was right. like, "It makes no sense." I've just told a story, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, "This has uh, nothing to do." It's going to be hard enough to piece walrus chasing together into a coherent narrative. <laughs> <laughs> without dropping shite like this in it right and I remember buying I went to a a charity shop and I was buying like cardigans and stuff and I seen this shirt this black silk goldy sparkle shirt and I looked at it and I went Brian Moco would play something like that would wear something like that and you'll look the dog's bollocks in that thing and I've even tried it on and I just bought it 10 pence or something took up the road put it on looked at myself in the mirror and I was like "Ah, this is how David Bowie feels (laughs) Do you know wow. what I mean? Like this is the shirt for me, and I remember wearing it down to the bit where we used to meet in Saulkitts, and it was all my pals and I, jacket off and all that, swaggering about the place. And the first thing was like, "That's a blouse, mate." Like, no, it's not. It's a it's a guy's shirt. I got it at the guy's. And you know, "No, it's def that's definitely a blouse." Mm. So I go in a pure huff about the fact that it's not. It's a man's shirt, and I went up the road, right, put it in the. Put it in a dirty wash and a couple of days later my mum shouts me and she's like, "Um, whose is this blouse? (laughs) It's not a blouse, it's a shirt. And she's like, no, all the buttons on the wrong side and I've got one in the cupboard. It's definitely a blouse. So because I took such a ripping, because, do you know what I mean? Like, what was that, 2005? It wasn't cool to wear blouses back then, do you know what I mean? I'd wear it now and no care. Like, I, like, I wouldn't even think twice about it. But then I was like, I can't afford to take this slagging for this. I wore it three times after that and they ripped me every single time that I put it in the bin. <laughs> I was like, at least at least I can st- continue to argue, no, it's a guy's shirt. So that's it, man. That's it, I mean.
0: it, is, it is a weird blindness that we have right about that age because I know mm-hmm. everyone watching is going to go back through their 40s and just go, what the flying fuck? <laughs> was that like, and, I, and I went out like that. I went out huh? like that. Whether it's that shirt, that t-shirt, those dungarees, anything along those lines. I Remember like those big dungare- trousers?
1: the big flared
0: I wore, trousers I used to wear skater skater, skater trousers oh fucking hell man I've just thought about that this give me fucking hives uh, the shit, shit I used to wear to work
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> just the
0: shit I used to wear and you just oh soaked
1: through the knee down
0: the knee down just, why did just, we ever wear them it was just draw I, hang, hanging out around the, the uh, Museum of Modern Art in Glasgow thinking I'm the fuck I am the tits I am the tits, mate. Look at look at my tribe. We're gonna own this city by midnight. We're gonna own this city by midnight. Um, but yeah, so leaving leaving school, transitioning into, I want to do other things. I want to start opening up my my world. We've already said with the comic book, so there's an interest in art there. But you you take a complete turn, like you you in terms of like. What is, what is your journey getting into the creative industries? Then what is your journey getting into that? Uh, I don't know.
1: Like I was like uh was into skateboarding and then like for skateboarding got into music and then any graffiti because of skateboarding and just kept yeah. writing in walls and kept playing in bands and doing all that sort of stuff. And then every teacher I ever went to school with would tell me, "But that's not a real thing. You can't do that. Like that's not a, there's no real jobs in that sort of thing." And I was yeah. like, "That I just well I don't know what I'm going to do then." And just kept doing it. And like, I I don't know, man. There was never a bit that was like, I'm I'm making this this a gig. Aye, it was just like, I'm just going to make stuff because I enjoy it. And then like, I remember, you ever seen Dig? I've ever seen Dig. Dig? No, I have not. So it's a documentary about the Brian Jonestown massacre and the Dandy Warhols. Okay. It's phenomenal. I can't watch it after eight o'clock at night because I won't sleep.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Because
1: I'm just like, oh my, and there's a bit where Anton Newcomb for the Brian Johnstown Massacre, like the whole story is like they kind of, they went down the independent route and Dandy Warhol's went the major route. And it's like the differences between the two of them. And like, there's a bit where Anton Newcomb is in a garage and he's built a studio in there and he records a song called uh, Devil May Here, Mum and Dad Don't. And it's just, he plays every instrument with one microphone and records this whole song. And I remember watching that and going, fuck, I've got a bedroom. And that and that was me. I was like, I went and I got a student loan. I'm still in debt now. I'm I've never never it done over the threshold to pay it back. And I built a, like a wee recording set up in my bedroom, and I made three albums in there. And I remember, Holy crap, crap. I remember folk going, "What well, are you? Well, got to be recording an album?" Your mum be doing still shouting. I'm like, well, I but like I can't afford an actual studio. Do you know what I mean? But I'd much rather be fanning about with this sort of stuff. And like that, so that was my life. Was just. Bumming about basically, like just kind of fannying about and playing gigs but, in the middle of nowhere. In your own way, you're learning. Uh, you're learning <clears> your <throat> passions You're learning how to get good at these things
0: from the the inside out. Because, like you say, you know, not that I'm giving any anything to anybody that goes into any type of uh, like academia or anything like that. But you're getting to learn, like you said, it's skateboarding, natural progression into uh graffiti and and music's already running thick through that. So these are all things that you're, you're wanting to do. I mean, what were your inspirations? Because I'm talking as a complete, like, layman in terms of graffitiing, but was there any particular style or is there any subgenres within that that you um, went, this is, this is kind of my feed, this is kind of what I like, and I'm trying to recreate this and what I'm doing?
1: You're kind of, because, well, obviously, as an, as an Ayrshire native, you're kind of yeah. always in the outside looking in. Yeah. Because all the big stuff happened in Glasgow. Definitely. So... When you were getting, I remember getting the train in to Glasgow and seeing like the first, the four story Acme that's there. Yeah. Do do you know? And I remember the first time I seen that going, fuck, well, that's not what I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and seeing that stuff and going, this is light years ahead of me. I don't know what this is. And just raking through graffiti.org and looking at things that people were doing. But there's one particular writer called Ghost, um, who's one of the kind of New York originals, he's AKA Cousin Frank. That's his. That's a Ghost, aka Cousin Frank, and he does these really weird kind of psychedelic, big bubble letter faces, skulls, eyeballs, dripping like that. And I yeah. remember seeing that and going, "That's, I like that. It looks like nothing else anybody's ever done. He he, he looks like his name. Do you know what I mean? Like when you get yeah. people that have a name and they could the, the letters could see it, and it's like you've heard Ghost, and you're like, "That's." This is what I'm into So I get really into him And then I just kept Just drawing and stuff And like yeah. even when I was out gigging Like I'd turn up in my suitcase And I'd just have markers and stuff in there And I'd, after the sound check I'd just go out And wherever I was I'd just draw on things <laughs> Like go out for another i Draw on things about, Right I better go back And then <clears throat> Play the gig And then get the bus home or whatever Or wake up and I skip Just depending on what Where the night took me <laughs> Oh man
0: And that Wait, was it your room but you're right in terms of like the making those trips into glasgow like at that at that age when you know you're just kind of you're, you're just a sponge for everything the glasgow seemed like new the, the the slums of new york it's like look at this man look at where i am <laughs> the bright bright
1: lights i like I, well even then like getting a gig in glasgow felt like a big deal like back in the day like oh, getting I, a gig i remember playing the barfly. remember the barfly? yes and the week, or a couple of weeks before that, Nick Oliveri and the Mondo Generator. Do you know? Queen, Do you know Nick Oliveri? Like Absolutely not. St- <laughs> <laughs> He's so, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, Queens of the Stone Oh Age. fuck, of course. Right. Like, so I'm he, an he an asshole, was. A, so. He was a bass player that played in songs, songs to the death before yeah. some bad stuff happened and all that. And but he has his band played there, and I remember getting a gig there and going, "Well, that's sh- that's you." You've, you've right. fucking made it. Like, that's it. It. It's, it. That's you. You don't need to do anything now. You can go back. And I remember playing that gig. And the next day, it was the first shift I'd ever done with North Ayrshire Council. And my job was to lick envelopes. <laughs> 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 and I remember, <laughs> I, I fucking I'm shit. Right. Oh, man,
0: I... First of all, that's not a euphemism, by the way. That is not a euphemism, just in case oh. anyone's wondering.
1: That's genuinely that's why I done I took letters to young people that were taking part in all these kind of music things and all that. And it was the first paying gig I ever got. And I, I would take the letters and fold them up and put them in and lick the envelope and then and just stack a big pile. Oh that was it. I licked envelopes after the gig where I genuinely thought that's your rock star now, man. So you, know I so you
0: did that gig in Glasgow, you think there's gonna be a high a, one of the big wigs from one of the music, a big cigar I was signing a contract. EMI is going to be wait, He's going to be waiting I not, we, Boys we need to finish this up the if, we the him,
1: if we don't get him Someone else here will <laughs> That's
0: it yes. They're all coming in <laughs> This guy's beckoning you off the stage And next day you brother. To... That is almost the perfect description Of the wonderful world of creative arts Right there Totally. <laughs> can so, be like, this is a This is a good gig man This is a good gig Next day Wait like, I, I I remember uh, I I doing uh, one of the I thought one of the biggest gigs uh, I'd done and it was supporting Frankie Boyle at the bottom of the Falls Road in Ireland. Four thousand people in a giant tent. I could have died of Mars. Smashed. It. I had a great one. Next day I'm performing to ten people in <laughs> in a snooker hall in Fife, and it was awful, man. And you're always like, can Can I show you some pictures of yes? <laughs> yesterday's gig just so you know i'll do the gig fuck man but there it is though you start doing things in the local community down here in Arsha, making a a, a a real connection a real difference through music and graffiti did you see that coming together because like like you see kids down here if they were doing anything they were just doing it off their back they didn't have anyone kind of going guys there is actually more to this fucking world than you know uh just sitting here pining for these these far distant dreams.
1: But mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, I started working with young folk when I was eighteen, like profes- yeah. professionally. So, and that was in a place called again stuff like this doesn't really it doesn't exist down here anymore. But do you remember the Cali Centre? I do remember the Cali Centre. Yeah, yeah. So, so like it's when gone, I, yeah yeah when I was it's it's not there. Like when I was like fifteen and I started getting into music, it was an old police station. Yeah. And, and the in and the cells were the was the recording studio. And like and it was like and I remember walking in and it was on a mini disc and stuff and, and I remember being like that was it. I just was there as much as I could be there. And I just tried everything. And I I feel bad for because like, there's nothing like that now for young no. folk. Like it's not the same sort of thing. And it's like I don't know. I know for a fact I wouldn't be doing the things I was doing I'm doing now if it wasn't for that time in there, being able to just record stuff and learn all that stuff for free i guess it
0: i guess it's kind of the difference like because people are looking in different ways now you know like people are wanting to be professional influencers and content creators but then they don't know how to actually create any content you know it's like when i was you you mentioned it earlier on like seeing nirvana and karang and stuff like that Basically, if I, if I was near or had access to the couple of times that we get Sky, it would depend on how we were doing financially. Uh, but usually the music channels were free. <laughs> um, they would always be on because that's where I would see music videos, directors, comedians even, you know what I mean? That's where that kind of, and like Channel 4 used to be like banging. We, like, guys, if you've watched Channel 4 today, you've fucking no idea how cool Channel 4 actually used to be if you were a young guy. Father Ted. Mate, Father Ted, the word. I, I, you know? I, don't, I
1: don't remember the word. I don't I remember, remember the word. word but I don't remember the word.
0: Because you'd always read about it the next day in the paper. You'd always read about the next day. I was I on a Friday that. night, man. You used to be like Father Ted and then they'd be like the word and it was like the un-something. There'd always be some guy eating like, drinking his own sick or some shit like that, man, which you're like, just kind of up from that arsehole jackass, I guess, kind of like, look, he's going to electrocute his balls. I love you know what I what mean? that.
1: I love all the jackass stuff like the CKY, oh. all that. That was another thing. But it was like, but these were just folk through nowhere with a yeah. camera. That's it. And That's that was it. it. And it was just like it doesn't, it can't when you see stuff like that and you like you hear Nirvana and you hear all the different things and you look at stuff, it's like you can actually just do it as long as what you're doing's like real and like so and good. With with
0: a couple of different things, right? What would you say in terms of music-wise, what for you is the thing that you're Proudest of. Because I've always think like you can always say, like, you know, everyone's got something like if we were to take a snapshot of you right now in terms of something you can go, this is what I'm about. You know, this is this is a little look at you know what I'm doing or what I
1: can do. This, what would it be? What would it be it, for you? Of what I've done musically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I don't even know, man. Like I'd say, like I've done those three albums, the last of the three albums I've done, Honor among Thieves. I'd say it's right. probably the thing that I'm most like. I think uh, it's hard to actually say that you think something you've done's good. You, do you struggle with that? Do you struggle with saying oh, all the time, was, i done I did. something good"?
0: <laughs> do you know fucking what? <laughs> I, I, I've come only recently. I've more come round to it. It's like that was fucking good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, thanks very much. Yeah, you should be. That was fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, just taking a little bit of pride. But, I, but I'm also not one of these people that is completely like. Like, uh, I think that went very well. You yeah, think that went well?
1: You'll have seen
0: your selection of bands in the time or or, or somebody stood back from a, a painting or something and went, that's cracking. And you're like, do you, you really think that? <laughs> like, just Is to that... see. Yeah, cause, but no, I know yeah. what you mean. There's always like that little bit of, and I think it's actually, I don't know. It's good and it's bad. I think there's always like a, a little bit of, a, I don't want to say imposter syndrome, but I think you've got to be a wee bit humble. Do you know what I mean? And I think you're always kind of like, I think this is good. You might not. Listen to it. You know, There's nothing you can do about people's perceptions. So in terms of music, that album you like, in terms of art, in in, in terms of art, what would that be? Even if it was like, like you said, working with young kids, working with youth. I mean, uh, I know you've done some amazing stuff for us and you're just able to create all these amazing things. So it's probably like, if you asked a photographer what his favourite picture would be, that would be a difficult one. So what's maybe the favourite... Um, what's maybe the favorite uh, experience you've had in creating you know, something?
1: I think the last that I, I, I say this quite a lot when folk ha- when folk ask me, I, I, especially when I'm working with young folk, because young, young folk will go, What's the best thing you've painted? And I'll say the last thing. Like, it, right. it, it can't be. If you're looking five years back and go, That's the best thing I've done. And, f- yeah. and you, what have you been, do you know what I mean? Like, so I always say to them, The last thing I've done was the best thing I've done. But the last thing that I've done was those sculptures, was those. Jellyfish sculptures, yes. Like, have you seen them? Do you know? The, the, yeah, yeah. Like giant was... psilocybin mushrooms, <laughs> so essentially. But um that was probably because it was a nightmare, and right. I had to fight myself the whole way through it. And and and, but when they were finally up, that was a bit of I me mean, that was like, uh, do you know? Even two, even like three days later, I hadn't even. I've never been back to see them. Like I've not even taken took anybody up. To, to look at them because i've just been like right that stop don't think about that now going because i've just been working on this book but my friend sent me a picture of his wee girl underneath them and she was looking up and they were all lighting up and that was the bit where I, and I remember i was lying in the bed watching the telly and he sent me the photo and i was like <laughs> 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 I, had a, I had a wee 10 seconds in the middle like oh, right, that's that now do you know what i mean but it took yeah, yeah i don't know man like it's weird isn't it like
0: I think, I no that's a that's definitely a healthy attitude, I think, like being because that'd be like me going, Oh man, that gig I did see that gig I did five years ago, man. Belter, belter. It's all gig been downhill in
1: from then, <laughs>
0: Yeah, gig wasn't that good last night. Not nope, wasn't he, but last five years ago I was shit a <laughs> lot. Now we've got to come to a uh, um being a walrus chaser. We've sort of teased it at the start. We've got a little snapshots of what's going on so what on earth do you mean by describing yourself as a walrus
1: chaser? Um, so it's taken me quite a while to actually figure out how to put it into a sentence. Okay. To be fair, but okay. wal- walrus chasing is the language that I use to talk to myself. Like that's what it is. Because I had exactly. a moment where, like, I was thinking, like, ah, you talk like you. I talk. I don't know about you, but do you do you you have conversations with yourself all the time? Right. So I talk to myself more than I talk to anybody else. And sometimes the way I talk to myself is a bit shit. <laughs> so... Do you <laughs> mean, thinking, like, is a negative? Aye, like, something. Not when you're dead hard on yourself and stuff, and you're yeah. like, oh, well, that could have been... Like, that kind of thing. Like, oh, you can't yeah, do yeah. that. Like, don't do that. You've not got an art degree. What do you know about sculptures, you fucking buffoon? Like, it's a bit kind of like that. And then I thought... So, like, this walrus thing is just the thing that kind of makes sense to me. And it's like... Like, the book is essentially a user's manual for my brain that I'm kind of sharing... <sighs> And saying, look this is a, this is because no one gets a user's manual no we all just, just kind of need to fucking figure it out so i thought, you don't get if them I, with
0: kids you don't get them with nothing, anything you don't get them with life nothing,
1: nothing important <laughs> no you know what i mean you get them with your car nobody knows how to fucking use them do you know what i mean so this is what that is so like when i when it finally kind of comes out it, i'm hoping that folk read it and go oh fuck that's a bit like me i'll take that bit and see if that helps me kind of thing so
0: in its own way That's what inspired you To write the book What? Well, well I've got to ask What inspired you To write the book Was it the last two years Was it The well, time in solitude What What was it
1: I was in a job So like While I've been doing The music thing And I've been doing The art thing And all that Like I've had jobs To fund My life Do you know uh-huh. what I mean Music paid nothing Like I, I won a battle of bands When I was 15 And get 250 pound As a gift certificate And that's the most I've ever been paid For playing my I, own songs In front of people I,
0: a gift certificate i guess it was for Where was
1: it, it was for f- if you can M- remember mccormick's music and me and the three other the other two guys in the band went up and we split it three ways and bought stuff that was it like that's, that's the most i've ever made and that but and then it was like we're on to something here boys this will be happening 250 pound gift certificate now
0: the oh, guy okay. with cigars waiting yeah. the it's guy just, with cigars you, waiting you know what I mean?
1: so um Like, I've always had to work in the background doing that, which is why, like, when I was doing the youth work stuff and that, and like, licking envelopes, that was was funding all the music and the art and all that kind of stuff. But I I try to get my dates right, but in like 2018, I was working in a job and I've got, like, when I know I'm no happy, the red wine comes out Mm. and the red wine makes an appearance. And Mm. that's because that's okay to drink during the week. Red wine's fine to drink during the week because it makes you cultured. That's fine. Like that's that's the bit in my head was like it's fine. You could be you could be having lunch in France. You that's could it. Be, it. could you know be I mean? not Jake to down the park with a bottle of <laughs> beer Merlot, but like that's but
0: not that, open it opening it outside the shop.
1: <laughs> Without, taking your own corkscrew <laughs> t- to open it outside the spa. But <laughs> Yeah, don't mind me. This is how they do it in France. <laughs> Laying out the cheese strings on a wee tartan cloth just in front of the just in front of the spa. But uh, I mean, a wee,
0: wee RMT towel over
1: here. I'm just I could I could be a waiter. This could be I a little low, you know. What I mean? It's absolutely fine, you've got nothing to worry about, but I know that that kind of makes an appearance when things are yeah. going well. And I was going to the shop quite a lot and I was buying a lot of red wine and I was going through a lot of red wine. and I wasn't happy in the job that I had because I'd gave up the music at this point. That on and among yeah. Steve's album came out, I played one gig in stereo in front of i don't know like 150 people and then walked off stage and my big pal stuart came up and goes when's the next gig and i was like there won't be one that was it anyway ah I'm like, no i'm telling you that's it it's done like i'm not i'm going to do an album and a gig and that's it i can't be arsed by this anymore like so i went and got a real job and i was miserable <laughs> and i was out walking to the shop to get red wine and I was just listening to songs and I am the Walrus, but the Beatles came on and that's the first I felt like me for about a year and a half was when that song came on and I was like, the Scottish bit in me won't let me say like um I was visited by the muse. I felt like slightly less of an asshole <laughs> than I usually felt like. That was it. Do you know what I mean? So Is that a quote? Is that a quote? Because that should be in the book. That that's in, in, that the book. in the book. I wrote that is the other day. So um that was it. And I, I'd heard that song and I just felt like me again. And then I went into work and I just started saying to anybody that would listen, like, I don't want to be here, like I want to do something different. Like, I, can't, I don't yeah. want to do this, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And then, like, I got a South Ayrshire Council, actually, getting in contact with me and asked me if I'd like to be artists in residence. So I was working with communities again doing art. I was like, Brilliant. yes, sacked the job and just kept listening to that song. Like, that was it. And then the, the two months before the lockdown, this is what actually, I worked the garage out. I was working in there. I knew there was something about this Walrus thing i was just listening to it as much as i could and just making stuff in the garage and then i bought a gopro and i started making youtube videos that's right i was i I just and i started doing that and i and i had enough money in the bank to see me through to january and i was like right well i'm no need to worry because in january i've got work and then (laughs) and then what happened happened and i was like oh fuck, well that's that's kind of fucked that for me hasn't it do you know? I I know that lockdown has
0: been an opportunity for some people to flourish and and other things. But I just want to make this clear: the stance here on broadcast is, COVID and lockdown can literally go fuck themselves, right? <laughs> this is not a period. I'm not, they're not going to do reenactments of this. You know they do reenactments of wars and stuff like that. And they're not going to do that. Like in 2025, nobody's getting together with face masks and hand sanitizer and going, oh, it's, it's like the old days. Remember when uh, Tiger King was on? <laughs> oh, what's a so,
1: fucking time to be alive! Uh, it, no, it was fucking horrible, man. It? Horrible. it was horrible. horrible. And like then, all your every phone call I got was, "This isn't happening. We can't do this. We yeah. can't do that." And I was like, "I am fucked." and the government grants came out and it's like well you haven't been self-employed long enough to apply for any grants oh. so right so i can't get anything everything's in full law i'm like i yeah. I'm out fucking know what i'm going to do and literally the only thing like i could do was just kind of keep going and like and i started to write things down that would make help me get through things like, I, do you know what I mean? Like, it helped change yeah. my like the way I felt about stuff and all that. And I, I just kind of kept going as best as I could. And I started making those lockdown learning videos where it was like, you know yeah. what? If I'm in here, I'm just going to start doing youth work online. And I just started making videos about how to do stuff for free. And then some of the organizations said, could you make them for us? And that gave me enough to kind of get through to the next bit. But there was yeah. a... <clears throat> so in the first video I ever made for YouTube, I mentioned... I listen to I Am The Walrus at least once a day. like, I, And I said it in it because I knew there was something to do with this. And then about six months in, I made another video called six things I want to do before I die. And the first thing I want to do is paint a mural of what I see in my head when I listen to I Am The Walrus. And that's what I said I wanted to do. And then I got into this place because a commission came up and I took all the money that I got for that commission and I just dumped in here and I lived in here for a year. And then on, in February... Of 2021, I was in here cleaning up, and because the place was a fucking disaster, right? And I stayed late to clean up, and I was listening to MF Doom, who just died. I say just died. in in December, and I was just cleaning, and something came into my head, and I wrote it down on. I had a big bit of plywood for a table, and I wrote it down on a on a bit of plywood what what it was, and then next thing I know, two years later, I've written this whole. Job description about the walrus, and I put it up on my wall, and I was like, "Right, I'm back in here on Tuesday. If I can read this on Tuesday and it makes sense, I'm putting a video on. I'm making, a, and I'm just going to film it. And that's it. And for that point on, I was a professional walrus chaser, and it's yeah. chase. It's just chasing that feeling that that song gave me. That's it's it.
0: it's it's funny because I remember when the video went up. I can't remember what I was doing, but I'd, I'd watched all the videos. I'd seen, you know, because it was only way you could frequently stay in touch with people because even though we are all locked down or we were open or all locked down, it's kind of hard to keep, you know, tabs with folk. And I remember seeing the video going, coming up on my timeline. I think it was my Twitter one. So it would have been you posting the link to the the YouTube and seeing a, a professional walrus hunter and thinking like, I must phone Tosh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wonder right. if he's okay. <laughs> I wonder if he's all
0: right. I must want to talk about it. But then I watched the video. Like, I literally, I think I got home. and anyway, then I'm going to watch the video. And uh, it, was, it was, it was, it was inspiring. It was, it was inspiring. Was that the kind of reaction you wanted? Because like, like you say, it's it's not like rehearsed. It's not like, you know, you can tell you didn't, unless you're going to break break my heart and say you did like multiple takes, but you're no. talking very much from the heart.
1: Yep. when you're when you're doing it and you can see you can tell in the video cool man no because that, that's that's what it was it was just like i <clears throat> the, way, the way i because i went home and i told kirsten about it and she yeah. was like I, I, it sounds like a good idea and i was like right i'll sleep on it and if it sounds like a good idea tomorrow and the problem was like it felt like i was holding on to smoke like it just right. kept and it was like and then Basically, the way that it's, and this is what the book's about. This is what the whole thing's about, where it's like, right, I I, I figured out why I do the things I do. I stopped thinking about what I do and I thought about why I do it. Okay. And I'm not going to tell anyone that why because it's mine. And I think that everybody kind of needs to figure their own out. But it's not It's not anything It's not written in stone It hasn't came down from Mount Sinai on a tablet It's just a fucking thing That made all this other stuff happen And that was it And, And this whole thing's morphed into the point where it's like When I listen to that song I see a very specific thing And it changes every time I listen to the song And I can't describe it So I put it inside a box And it's that box, that pink one there So what's inside that box there is what I see inside my head when I listen to I am the walrus, and essentially the job description is, I need to get what's inside that box out, and that's it. like that. That's what the what the job is that i brought wrote for myself, and it all came for this bit, and it makes sense to no one. And like I go into, I was in a creative Scotland meeting, and everybody's sitting there going, "Well, my name's such and such, and I'm head of marketing for thing," and it gets to me, and I'm like, "I'm Tragical and I'm a professional walrus chaser," and you can see by all the wee squares in the Zoom call, some of the folk go mortified and then other people kind of laugh and there's a bit when I'm like, I'd rather just talk to the ones that are laughing yeah, rather than the ones that think I'm an idiot because like, I, I, I don't really need to, it's not part of my job description to convince you that I'm worth listening to so, yeah. if you'd kindly get the fuck out of my way, I've got a walrus to catch you know what I mean?
0: Because those guys are, um I've got to watch what I'm saying in regards to Creative Scotland, I'll be very yeah. very careful but you know, we can't all be so uh, sewing be in St Andrews um, and I'll move straight on <laughs> but, I, but, but I can hear what you mean, like we had a battle with comedy because we had to have comedy recognised in a certain way and it's even then you suddenly have someone like me turning up on a call and they're like okay what's this all about <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, like you're in the wrong call but Clearly that made a connection though. So the book, you say it's a user guide to how your brain works, but I get the feeling you're hoping that people will will recognize elements of their struggles or maybe the little malfunctions they might be having and how they can get their head around it. Not telling them what to do but yeah. just kind
1: of like along, you know inspiring them to look at it because i think it comes down to a few things but it's like it's language and it's the language that you use to speak to yourself and i think when yeah. you go into these things and people turn around and they they use the language like that because there's a lot of times i've done mental health stuff for spo- spoken to mental health professionals and all that sort of stuff and they use words and i'm like, i don't fucking know what that means man yeah. Do you know what i mean i don't know what that means it's a bit like when I mean, I went to Catholic school, so when the priest came in and talked about shepherds, I'm like, "Man, I like pogs. I don't have a fucking clue what a shepherd does." Like, do you know what I mean? I don't get this. So, the the stuff in it is the things that I use to navigate situations. So, like for example, I've got two rules. I've got rule zero, and I've got rule zero point five. And rule right. zero is your family comes first. That's it. Like they come first. And rule zero point five is don't be a dick. Uh, and that's it. And I think if you you can navigate your entire life just using those two things, like tell the people that you love, that you love them and just be as honest as you can all the time. And, and that's it. And anything else, then when I look at stuff and I'm like second guessing choices, I've made, I go, right, hold on a minute, man. The reason it costs that much is because my family comes first. And every time, every moment that you take away from me being with them, it's less time that I've got with them. And my currency is not money. My currency's time. And I want to yeah. generate more time for myself to chase the walrus, but they're always going to come first. So, and saying that, am I being a dick for putting down the artist's union rate of pay for this particular bit of work that you want done? No, I don't think I am. Are you being a dick because you don't want to pay it? Maybe. Yeah. They t- ask questions to be honest. And and that's the bit where they, they help me navigate the stuff and not spend so much time second guessing the decisions that I've made. And that, that's what it is. And that's a big part of the book. And it's like, right, well, if I've written all this stuff and it makes sense, they, so someone picks up and they go, ah, that bit there doesn't make any sense to me. But that they two rules, I'll take them. And it's like, right, well, like, for example, I put a video out about uh, a thing called the grey area mm-hmm. where it was like, so this got me through the sculpture. Like, if it wasn't for this thing, I, the sculpture would have, I would have melted because of how much pressure it was, right? And the way I imagine it is, I imagine that I live in a wee house in my head. <laughs> in my house, I live in. In my head, I live in a wee house, right? And it looks onto two doors. And behind door one is the light side, and behind door two is the dark. So, and I live in the wee house in the grey, and but I can see the two doors, and like, and this is the stuff. So I imagine that. So what happens is, like, right, the door two is all the fucking bad stuff that's going to happen. But really, what behind door two is for me is death. That's the right. worst thing that can happen is death. And behind door one's perfection, you kind of get perfection either because nobody's perfect. So I've started teaching this stuff in like schools, and I was in Falkirk working with a bunch of young folk, and it's the first time I explained it in front of a group of people. And one of the young folk was like, um, "Messi's perfect." I was like, "No, he's great, but he's not perfect." I as well, if he was perfect, then what would happen is every time he kicked the ball, it would go in the net. That'd be it. That's perfection, and you could see the kind of penny drop. And I was like, so he's great, but he's not perfect. So if you go chasing perfection, it will make you miserable, right? So I imagine the two of these doors, death behind there. My, my walrus, that's that's the walrus, is on the front of door one, and I just need to face that. When I was doing the, when I was doing the sculpture, I was constantly looking at door two, or the bad stuff. But what yeah. door two does is it plays this trick on you, like it says the worst thing's death, but it's not going to show you. It. It's going to say, well, the worst thing that can happen is this sculpture falls down and then you need to pay all the money back, and then you're skint, and then you'll never get another sculpture again, and your head just rushes towards door two, so I wrote an equation to stop me (laughs) from looking at door two, and the equation is, D1 equals D2 plus RZ plus GT infinity, which stands for, so door one equals, looking at door two and going, I'm not dead, (laughs) right, plus RZ, which is row zero, Family's fine, they're in their beds. I was in the shower well, when I figured this out.
0: I mean, I've, 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 um, as someone who's been done therapy and what have you, um, I mean, it's teaching you all the, I mean, on, on your own, you're like, you're not fixating on the future, you're making sure you're living in the present, yep. you're putting away negative thinking, which is exactly what you're told to do, uh, you know, lock it behind the wee door because it doesn't serve you in any way. So, um,
1: and it's keeping you motivated I man, rule zero everything's fine and GT stands for one good thing and I go over that I keep adding one good thing so honestly I was in the shower and I was like everything's fucked I can't get the materials for this it's not going to happen I'm going to, to get all this money back I can't afford it and I went and I need to go mate fucking door are you looking at I need to go mate what fucking door are you looking at and I'll go right I'm not dead Rule zero, everybody's fine. What's one good thing? Motorhead. What's another good thing? Nirvana. What's another good thing? The Beatles. What's another good thing? Jeff Rowley's part and sorry. And I just keep going back. And it feels like I'm taking a step back for door two to eventually go, right, there's the door. There's door one. What am I going to do with this Walrus thing? And that's it. <laughs> and I use that equation to bring myself back. But that makes sense to me. And yeah. if I sat in a room, because I've been in rooms with people before that explain the negative thought and all that, and I'm like, I'm into Star Wars and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like, just tell me shit like that. Tell me about Darth fate. Tell me about the light side of the force and the dark side of the force. And I understand that. I don't yeah. understand Mondula, Blancata, and all that fucking stuff. <laughs> I don't I, whatever it is, I don't get all that. But I, I picture myself in this bit looking at these two doors, and that's the thing that I use to direct the energy. And it's like, so that this is the shit that I'm writing down that like pure fucking like really helped me to the point where. Like I'm now, what would it be? I'm nearly, I'm a year in February as a professional walrus chaser. I've done, I'm nearly finished my book. I've written, a, I've made a fucking sculpture. I'm in my own fucking workshop. It's paying the bills. I'm still in my overdraft, right? But I'm. it's paying the bills and whatever it is, is working. And it's not playing to anybody else's idea of what I should be doing. Because I know why I'm doing it.
0: And, and the only way you'll be able to find out is by reading the book and <laughs> finding a user guide i love that that was absolutely fucking brilliant that was cool just man. a journey and i was like all, all i could think of was you were going it's like i need to read the book <laughs> like, I, I really i really need to read the book so what's the plan man with the book we've got to talk about it um what's the plan when? when is it going to be self-published Are you just where are we with that whole process, or are we just going to see how things? Hey, it seems to be working quite well. Um, it's on the it's on the journey to chase the walrus. So yeah, mate. Um, where are we with the book?
1: My so my friend Kevin is a doctor. He has a right. he, he is a, a he's an archaeologist, and he's also the person that introduced me to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's been my mate for nice. years. Nice. And and I'd say to this is the thing, right? I put up a post on Instagram saying I'm starting to write a book, like just like a fucking maniac, just Fucking type, nothing, right. And he went, he says, Many words, and he messaged me, he's like, Many words you wrote? And I was like, I'm at 30,000. And he was like, How long have you been doing it? I was like, About two weeks. And he was like, Mate, I need to phone you. And he phoned me and he was like, You're supposed to write 500 a day. Like, I don't know how you've done this, right? But like, can I see it? And I was like, Right, okay. And I sent it to him and he's like, Right, you can obviously write, okay. It's all spelled and it makes sense and stuff, right? Just keep going. But and I said to him, Would you edit it for me? Would you make sure it's like a PhD? And he's like, right, aye, cool man So it's going to be edited by a doctor So it is a PhD I'm writing about myself That's what it is It's a PhD It's going to be 80,000 words on me
0: I honestly think there's going to be an open university course In Chasing the Walrus Like (laughs) I actually think it's going to happen what are you doing, mate? I'm doing an HND and bookbinding. I don't know if that's still a thing. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing, a can what are you doing. Chasing the walrus, mate. Oh, Chasing fuck, I couldn't walrus, get on man. that course. I couldn't get on that course. Um, fucking Professor O'Hara won't let you fucking on it. No. I'll be yep. talking Gryffindor.
1: <laughs> so, aye, man. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'm going to put it out myself. Like, I'm not right. doing anything else with that. I'm just going to put it out myself. But Kevin's going to edit it and I'm putting out my own... Publishing label called Elementary Penguin Publishing, right? I love that, and that's what I'm doing, and and I'm going to do it by by myself because it's going to be
0: an Elementary Penguin
1: book. mm -hmm. Fucking love it. So so it's like the like I done all my music myself, and I put it out by myself, and I've done all that bit, and I'm like, do you know what? Because the the, part of me like I had a lot of people telling me what to do, and I wasn't even successful. Like I wasn't Mm. making money. And there was always somebody in the back there going, you should be doing it like this. And I go, okay. And I go and do it like that for a while. And I go, nah, this is going to be big. You should probably do this. And you know, oh, fuck it. I was doing this. And like, now I'm at the point where I'm like, look, I am more than capable of fucking this up by myself. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I just got to do it. Like, I've just got to put it out by myself and 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 just see what happens, man. But that's, that's it. That's the kind of premises of it. But like the, I never went out going, I'll, I'll write a book. I get yeah. kicked I get kicked out of uni. I get kicked out of uni for uh a, 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 an essay I'd written about Daft Punk and Kanye West.
0: Alright. What why? Why are you it's kicked out?
1: Fucking awful when they read it, went, <laughs> Look, mate. <laughs> Look mate, you're just wasting your time here. Like see you later halfway,
0: halfway through this, you just start talking about Kanye's shoes and then you never you never
1: you never come back. You never come <laughs> back. Do you know what it was? The guy I remember the the instruct the, the whatever the, the the lecturer had said. Look in in university, you can say whatever you want as long as you can justify it. And I was like, okay, well we'll fucking see about that then, won't we? And uh, it turns out you can't. <laughs> Let me call
0: a lesson for us all to learn. Yeah, uh... what did you learn?
1: Nothing. And that was it. So I, that's what I mean. Like that academic bit never worked for me. Yeah, like I, I but now. I, i'm writing this thing and it's like but it's not i didn't get there by thinking about getting to write a book i got there by thinking why am i doing this whole thing like why am i doing this and then the book becomes as a result whereas uh, when I, I think when a lot of people focus on like what they're doing they get lost in it yeah whereas when you actually take a step and go why, why the fuck did i even start doing this in the first place then you go oh it's because of this, you know, right, well, we should, you should do that then, and follow the reason why you're doing something, rather than getting stuck in what? Because you just yes. get lost that.
0: Huh? Yeah. No, that, that, I mean, yeah, that's that's something that can apply to anything, doesn't it, if you just end up losing your way hmm. amongst all the all the dotting the I's crossing the T's of life, or whatever the activity is, that you, you forget to enjoy it almost, and you forget that it is at the end of the day we're all just taking that trip and trying to stay away from door number two. Pretty much, I. I could have made sound a little less sexual, but you know, I think we all know <laughs> what I mean.
1: <laughs> do you know? Just, I never even, I never even put that bit in my head. I never even oh, thought of fine, door then. number two. Is that? And now well, I do, and it's ruined. I'll need to fucking delete that chapter. Well, <laughs> my
0: book, uh,
1: <laughs> which is called <laughs> Door Number Two, Avoid <laughs> is. It's,
0: I've only, I've only written dead words, <laughs> but. I'm going to be putting that out He so, said, Tosh, cool, I could talk to you about so many different things, but I can't wait to see the book. Uh, I know there's still plenty of time and there's still plenty of work to done, but watching the journey, people can obviously find you online, but they can obviously check out all the blogs and blogs and all the learning tutorials and stuff that you've done over the last couple of years on YouTube. But is there anywhere else people could check out your work?
1: Um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the sa- It's all just Mr. Tragic O'Hara and then TragicO'Hara.com's my website. All spelt there right. There you go. And when do we, th- when do we think the book's going to be out? Do you have, you, have you got a time frame, do you think? My, my plan is to have my final draft over to Kevin by the end of March and be like, right. And then not think about it for a while until it comes back with all the big red marks to it and, and stuff. <laughs> uh, and then, but apparently it takes like quite a while to do that. Other yeah. Thing. I would, so, I would, I
0: would, I would, think. So. I mean, I've never done it, of course. I've been sent drafts from people going, "Can you read this?" and being like, "I am not an editor. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am, I am not an editor, man. I don't even know where to begin." <clears throat> I, th- I, I think, but also it's like, if I don't understand this, is it shite? <laughs> no, I I just don't understand it. So uh, you've got it sounds like you've got the man for the fucking job as well, and that's a big important thing. Having a collaborator like that that's gonna it's gonna help you take it across the line. Man, can't wait to read the book. And we'll have to do another one of these catch ups. Uh, been absolutely amazing. Uh, I tell you what, I'm gonna leave you in the green room, and I'm gonna just finish up here, and I'll come back and I'll say goodbye. Everyone, make sure to check out professional walrus chaser, Mister Tragic O'Hara there he goes there he goes right that's all we've got time for on this episode of broadcast don't forget you can support and keep this podcast free we put the audio version out during the week and you can watch the video version live on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock but you can also check out over at Broad uh, YouTube channel don't forget to hit the subscribe button with you there lots of amazing content coming over the next couple of weeks really opening stuff up in 2022 we've got some funny stuff we've got some crazy stuff we've got a little bit of everything you're going to enjoy it. And you can still buy tickets to come and see us live February 19th at Dry Gate in Glasgow, where we're going to have Calvin Gowan. We're going to have Bruce from Teapot for one. We're going to have pro wrestler Jack Jester. Uh, we're going to have uh, Jamie Carroll. well, so much more. Make sure to buy your tickets and we will see you there. That's all we've got time for. <sighs> I think I've said that already. One episode. Don't forget, chase the ball. <laughs>